This is Colin, he has a problem He has a lot of DVDs and some of them he hasn't seen So he's gonna grab his son and they're gonna watch each one until the pile is empty These films are still under wraps, still under wraps Unwatched, unloved and still under wraps, still under wraps, still under These films are unwatched, unloved and still under wraps Hello dear listener and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. What you been up to? Uh, more Marvel, more more Bond. This week uh, we watched uh, Casino Royale. No, not the Daniel Craig one. No, the, the one other one. The one from 1967, which is really quite bad. It is. It is a very average film. Oh, no, no, it, it's worse than average. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, have you listened to the podcast uh, regarding that one? I have, yes. And their opinion? Oh, it's quite bad. Right, okay, so you're in agreement with mm. uh, the... Uh, I was expecting it to be bad, but... But it was bad. Speaking of bad, I do apologise for all the weird sounds in the the background. Um, we are in the middle of a intense low pressure system at mm. the moment, um, with gales coming up from the Antarctic regions, and uh, there is snow around, and and blizzardous conditions, and. The wind is blowing right down the chimney behind us. So, uh, yes, you'll hear that. It's special effects for When Rome Falls, Mm. which segues us straight into what we are watching today, which is what? It's (laughs) the fall of the Roman Empire. Yes, an epic, apparently. Yeah, which which is a genre that always fills me with... Dread. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Look, when you say Roman epic, though, I, I'm I'm sort of raised up just a little bit more because Roman epic uh, does does tend to improve just the word epic, I think. Does it? Yes, it does. I mean, Spartacus. You have not seen Spartacus, though, have you? I've not. Um, perfect example of epic Roman movie. And I guess that's what I'm hoping for today, and I'm, I hope that I'm not bitterly disappointed. I guess we're going to find out. Mm. Tell us, please, Thomas, what it says in the blurb on the back of the case uh, as to what the fall of the Roman Empire, for those of us who are uh, historically challenged, is all about. Colour. 185 minutes. Thank you. And so, that's what we're in for. We're in for 185 minutes of colour. Um. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so I can skip the whole first half of the blurb, because it's just self-congratulation. Uh-huh. Did it win any Academy Awards? No, it was nominated. Right. Didn't, didn't win any. No. It does include some Academy Award winners. But, oh, of course um, it does, including um, 
our uh, favourite uh, Jedi Master. Mm. But anyway. Yes, please, do go on. Drawn from the same events that later inspired Gladiator, the film charts the power-hungry greed and father-son betrayal that led to Rome's collapse at the bloody hands of the barbarians. Uh, hey, hang on there. You said the B word. Barbarians? Yes. And then it gets self-congratulatory again. Right. That's it. You get that one sentence. Right. Bloody barbarians. <laughs> Excellent. Mm. Oh, sorry. The hands were bloody... It says, it says, it features a blistering chariot race rivaling that in Ben-Hur. Right. Which I assume is quite a statement. It is very much quite a statement, uh, Ben-Hur. Another film that you've only watched half of and you probably don't remember No, it. I remember exactly zero. <laughs> you were very, very, very small and we watched the first half and... You weren't interested, and uh, so we stopped. No, I was very, very small. You were very, very small, whereas the film was very, very big. Mm. Maybe that's why we stopped, because you were completely overwhelmed by the bigness of Ben-Hur. And apparently we're going to have a chariot race that's even bigger than Ben-Hur. Apparently. Mm. Those are bold claims. Um, so I'm going to know whether they do indeed rival in her uh, but you're not mm. however let's move on and uh, would you please no I'm not even going to say unwrap it because I know that it is unwrapped I don't know mm. why it was unwrapped it was probably because I ordered it off eBay it might have been a second hand or, but I do know that I ordered it off eBay um, and uh, yes it's a two disc set but I don't think the film is split over the two discs I think mm. There's a whole bunch of documentaries and all sorts of other guff. I'm shrugging. Who can say? Mm. Well, you've got the disc. I think it says on the back what is contained on the bonus disc. Uh, the making of an histor and a an historical look at the real Roman Empire and an historical analysis of Hollywood versus history and a documentary on scoring the film right mm. um look without any further ado let's see if thomas can pick which disc the actual movie is on well considering the feature commentary is on disc one i'm it's going to quite assume possibly on that one the feature is also on disc one um does it say who the commentary is by uh with bill bronston son of producer samuel bronston and mel martin biographer of Samuel Bronston. Uh, we're not going to watch it with the, the, <laughs> the commentary. We're going to watch the film in its blissful 185-minute uh, colour uh, with no commentary version. Uh, Thomas is going to pop the disc out. He's going to pop it into the DVD player. We're going to watch it and decide whether this mammoth... Uh, moccasins and sandals uh, epic of biblical proportions is going to stay on the shelf. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Turn to side B. Mixtuomque.
Well, I'm feeling ripped off. And spoilers, the very last words said, in essence, and thus begins the fall of the Roman Empire. And we've just sat through three hours of what I thought was going to be the fall of the Roman Empire. It's obviously setting it up for a sequel. What did you think of my joke? No. <laughs> that was a terrible joke. It was a pretty bad joke, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. That was that was very dry. Very, very dry. Mm. But it was epic. It was certainly what I expect from an epic film. Oh, my goodness. Just the logistics. Um, <laughs> n- none of this weta digital um, hordes of people. Um, <laughs> th- these were real <laughs> hordes of people and horses and chaos. And I-, I have no idea how many people they must have killed and maimed during the <laughs> making of this film. <laughs> um, mind you, they did appear to have a technique whereby they could quickly shift valuable characters out of shot and replace them with invaluable characters. <laughs> Something was going on there. I, did you get to the bottom of it? Did you go okay. browsing a bit? So, first of all, this film is woefully historically inaccurate. Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> I, I do notice uh, in the uh, special features there is um, the rise and fall of an empire and historical look at the real Roman Empire, which immediately suggests that it did take some liberty. <laughs> the, the character, the character of Livius, is entirely fictional. Uh, yes, no such person exists. No, no. Uh, uh, Marcus Aurelius died of natural causes. He was not poisoned. Mm-hmm. And Commodus was not run through with a javelin. He was strangled to death. By? Probably one of his advisors <laughs> at some point. Um, that being said, it didn't stop um, them making Gladiator which has Marcus uh, dying of uh, questionable um, causes, I seem to recall, and having a conflict between son and best friend. I did not enjoy this film. You have not seen Gladiator, have you? I've not seen Gladiator. Okay, we must put that on the... uh, I I do promise you it is worth a look, and so I will put it on the... uh, I may even already have it on the uh, films I'd like Mm. to revisit. It's almost as long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, oh, my goodness. I, I did not enjoy this film. There's some, some very impressive looking bits of it. Oh, absolutely. Um, the, the Roman Forum. Yes. Uh, 400 by 30 metres. The largest outdoor set in history. And no mats. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was just... Phenomenal the amount of... Now, I kept on looking out for mats in, in a number of scenes, thinking, they they must have built this, and they must have built that, and it, it was just massive. And and the, uh, one of the other giveaways was the fact that they not only must have built this, but also filmed it in the middle of winter 
because you can see everyone's breath and they must be freezing. Mm. Um, just, ah, oh, the, the, yeah, again, the logistics and the, 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 the walking. I love that scene. I really did love the scene of everyone arriving to be addressed by uh, Caesar and Caesar uh, acknowledging them and, and the banter that was going on between his advisor and and uh, who, who's the next, who's this guy? And, um, and then uh, eventually neither of them really, neither them really I, I, That was just superb. It, mm. it really had some gems. But the logistics of that scene where they just kept on coming and and not just... Uh, well, they may have used the the same actors for uh, and writers, but but you could see the uh, crowds gathering up in the background, and there were hordes and hordes of them. It was just yeah. And just after that is when I lose interest in the film because uh, the rest is yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I'm curious to know how many times you had it go through your head. Let it fall already. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, well, I, I did. Didn't. I definitely did. And, um. and look, I don't know how much the whole love interest thing bogged everything down, and I think it certainly did. Um, but it was, the, it was the token female. I think it was, you know, apart from her harem um, somewhat later on in the, the film, I think she was the only female... Uh, in the whole film, and a, a major name there as well. So perhaps to draw in the the female crowd to come and watch, I, I don't know, ticket sales. It was a long, long, long film. Mm. And, uh, yeah. That being said, it's staying on the shelf. If, if this does not stay on the shelf, then Ben-Hur has to come off. And by the way, Ben-Hur is also off the uh, selection list of films you can suggest, as is Gladiator, as is Spartacus. Um, <laughs> um, because, yes, they're all on the shelf. And uh, I've, I've left some out there still that are possibilities that you, you may be able to grab in this uh, these final stages. But... Uh, so you're saying I am you're saying. saying that if this film, mm-hmm. which we both agree isn't very good, I'm not still not saying that entirely. You're still not saying there that. are some gem bits in it that I think um, really do save it. I disagree. <laughs> I I don't oh, yeah. think that there's enough good bits in there. To make it a good film. Look, I do not know when I will ever watch this again, but I don't want to lose that opportunity. And trying to get your hands on this film is is, is quite difficult. It has certainly fallen out of favour for films that, yes, are superior. Uh, in in 99% of uh, the, the case, but... Um, Oh, there there are just some bits that if I could just glean from it and, and mark it as far as what time code they're at, just to watch those bits again. And certainly the um, the chariot race was quite remarkable. I don't know whether it is better than um, 
it certainly rivals it, <laughs> but it rivals as in competes against, but I do not know whether it wins. Um, but, yeah, there are just some things that deserve hanging on to, I think, and so that is why it's staying on the shelf. Uh, the, the, the running down of the hill when the barbarians are, are racing, pelting down this hill that's covered in rocks and, and what have you, again... How on earth did they pull that off without killing anyone? I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, yeah, so, um, look, I fully understand and appreciate where you're coming from as to whether you would hang on to it or not, but uh, um, it is perhaps my love of the genre that pushes me over the edge to say it's got to complete the set and it's worthy enough to, to stay there. Now, you say that if this did come off, Ben-Hur would also have to come off the shelf. Why is that? Um, because it's, it's as painfully slow in places. It, it really is. It, it is as long, I believe, as this. Uh, it's certainly over two discs. Um, and, yeah, there are, there are bits that... Are a real drag. Ben Hur is three hours and forty-four okay, minutes. Okay, so almost four hours. <laughs> almost four hours. It is a long slog, and I cannot honestly tell you whether I have watched all of it in one sitting. I, I don't think I have. It, it is, yeah. But again, um, it, it's it's got enough redeeming features and uh, I don't know I think I asked you before and and you answered with something else about something else um but as far as the jump cuts with the the action scenes I was trying to work out what was going on there but it could be a real change no 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 it was always happening just as either someone was being stabbed with a spear Mm. and you'd see the spear spinning through the air and then they'd i don't know it was always during action scenes where someone was about to get hurt and i don't know whether it was changes between stuntmen and and actors or or what but uh you can look into that dear listener and and if you're at all interested (laughs) really (laughs) obvious cuts they were but no it wasn't real changes um because um it was an absolutely wonderful print, mm. I thought. There were only a few um, places where um, you could see degradation in the footage. And uh, again, one of those was very near the end with a, a certain fight scene and there was some some light flicker happening that was a bit odd going on there. It's very much an acquired taste and there were certainly large swathes of it where... I was just wanting it to just end, and it and spoiler alert again, it doesn't. <laughs> um, it, it, sorry, it, it does, but it does not end with the fall of the Roman Empire. It's it's as they say, the beginning of the end of the fall of the Roman Empire. Because <laughs> the, the the fall continues on for hundreds some of hundreds of years. Yes, yes, yes. Um, do you have anything else you wish to say about that epic? It's it's just confirmed my feelings on on the epic film genre as a whole, which is that 
it's a bunch of scenes that go on for just just a bit longer and and you drag out the dialogue just just a bit slow it down and and then pause and keep going keep going we're still on this scene we're still going yep mhm oh and now an action scene Yep, we're going to do some action now. Oh, very exciting, very exciting. Not actually all that exciting for me, to be honest, but we're, we're doing it. I, we're I doing can, action. I can confirm that uh, probably about 80% of the time his eyes were on another screen other than the one that we were supposed to be watching. Um, <laughs> it does not help <laughs> that I got up. About 40 minutes before we started recording. That's right. And was still in my getting up and doing things routine. <laughs> He's done very well, dear listener. I um, I commend him for that. But he does make another point. The dialogue. Did it not feel like someone was trying to write a Shakespearean tragedy in the <sighs> script? Ah, oh, the soliloquies. The soliloquies, yes. Oh. The, the, uh, and when that first started happening, I think, what's going on? His lips aren't moving. Have they... What? Oh, he's, he's... Oh, my goodness. He's talking to himself, but in his yeah. head and then to himself out loud. And then and then I think, oh, thank goodness that stopped. And then someone else starts doing it. Oh. Um, but, but not just that. The dialogue between people was also very Shakespearean um, and... I don't know whether it it really felt like we were watching the um, uh, film adaptation of a stage play in a number of places, and I don't know whether that is the case, but um, that is certainly how it felt in in numerous places that it was that the 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 dramatic dialogue was mm. stage dialogue rather than film dialogue, so. The, the only dialogue I enjoyed was right at the start. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, yes. All right. Um, so, nothing else you wish to? Uh, I'm, I'm glad we did this during the day. Absolutely. And not at night. Yep. Because I think... I think if we had been doing this at night, I might have flown the white flag on it because it just dragged. <laughs> the tension was palpable uh, on the couch today. It was just... <laughs> I was half expecting the white flag to go up. Um, but but And one of the reasons why I didn't put it up was the fact that I wanted to see Rome fall. And it didn't. <laughs> Spoilers again. <laughs> now, now, here's the question. Yep. Where would you have flown the white flag if we watched oh. this at night? Oh. I, I might have made it to the act boundary. Spoiler, oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> This is a two-act film with an intermission in the middle yes, we, and a disc change. <laughs> Complete with disc change, yes. It was... Um, and Ben-Hur is, is the same. It has a intermission and disc change, so... Um, look, I don't know. I Again, I think I had more hope for... Uh, <laughs> let's have a bit... 
they're, they're going to have some more action soon. Mm. Okay. The dialogue is going to stop soon. <laughs> we mm. are going to have mm-hmm. some more clanking of swords and, and waving of sandals and 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 more uh, Roman uh, leather chess pieces with belly mm. buttons imprinted in them. Because that's what I was there for. The mm. belly buttons. The leather belly buttons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, uh, so, yeah, I don't know where I would have put the flag up. If uh, It depends on what time it started at night. <laughs> anyway. Um, if that's everything. <laughs> yes, let's move on. And now we need a jingle for the special competition that we're running. Hello and welcome to Several Hours Later. Several Hours Later. My, My name is goodness. Thomas. And with me, as always, is my fellow film watcher, compadre, and father, Colin. Hi, hello. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get straight into it. Yes, many hours have passed since what you've just heard and what you've just just heard. Mm. <laughs> um, and we, we need to get something out of the way. We had a special competition running on our Facebook page. And we had numerous uh, entries to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a whole two comments. Yes, on two. The two is Post. is a new numeral. So we had numeralous. Was uh, there entries. anyone who failed to comment but did send in a submission? Uh, no. 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 So, so, so just two. so it it is two and. Uh, Right off the bat, uh, because of the the enthusiasm of those two people, I am instantly giving the person who first entered 10 points straight away, straight off the bat. And uh, the person who came second, I'm giving them five points straight out of the bat. Okay, so that's... <laughs> this... This is... <laughs> I was not consulted about this very large bonus. It's a huge bonus, but... Uh, that wasn't related to skill in any way, you, shape, no, or form. No, no, no. It was in the rules that there would be bonuses involved. Um, okay. Anyway, so... I'm not sure I agree with this, but... <laughs> uh, no, look, it, This feels excessively arbitrary. No, no, they are... Finely honed scores. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Um, as you will recall, I posted a video of uh, supposedly 10, but there were in fact 12 films that have had an impact in my life. I, I think was the, the original challenge way back in the uh, early days of the COVID madness that uh, people were... Um, posting images, uh, still frame images from 10 films that had an influence in their lives. And uh, I took it one step further and submitted um, 12 rather than 10 movies, uh, segments of movies set to some music. Okay, so here we go. So a number one on that video, if you're wanting to follow along, you can bring up the video on the Facebook page. 
And the first film was Empire of the Sun. Okay. And Jeff identified it. And he's getting one point for that. And Helen identified it. I, I do have the spreadsheet here. If uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. So, um, and Helen, hi, Helen, um, also identified it. And so she also gets one point. However, Jeff also gets an extra two points. <laughs> An extra two points because he identified the piece of music that was used throughout the segment. So he gets two points. This is my podcast and I'll cry if I want to. I hate this. (laughs) Okay. So, So he gets three points for Empire of the Sun. Helen gets one point. Okay, moving on. Uh, the second one is quite obviously Star Wars, uh, and I accepted Star Wars and also Star Wars A New Hope. I guess it depends on when you were born as to which name you decided to use. And uh, so Helen and Jeff both get one point for that. Number three. Now, Jeff failed to identify this one, and it was a really tricky one. Helen managed to, and she's getting four points for that. Four points for that. Um, <laughs> oh, I wish this was a video segment. Four points uh, for identifying The Return, which is a Russian film. And there was such a short segment of it. I'm very impressed that she was able to. She, she must have spent hours um, working on this. Because uh, they, the, the ones which have high point scores which were was also mentioned in in the rules that that was going to happen um that <laughs> oh if you could see thomas's face right now um so four points for identifying the russian film the return well done helen number four uh pretty much low-hanging fruit both helen and jeff did identify it and uh, that was of course Stand By Me, the Rob Reiner film. Uh, So moving on. Okay, Jeff failed to identify the next one. Uh, Helen did, and it was a little tricky. So she gets two points for that. It is the Irish film Sing Street. So two points for Sing Street. Well done, Helen. Um, Number six was The Man Without a Face. Uh, and again, low-hanging fruit as far as being able to identify that. Both Helen and Jeff identified that one point each for uh, for them. Moving on to My Father's Glory, which is a French film. Jeff failed to identify it. I'm only giving Helen one point for that because I actually watched it with her at the cinema. So... It's low-hanging fruit for her. If Jeff had identified it, then he would have got more points for that. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Um, 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 Okay, now, number eight. Neither Helen nor Jeff, or Jeff, nor and or, Nand and and, Helen and Jeff failed to identify number eight, which was... The German film, 
And uh, they would have got extra points if they'd used the German name, which was Napola Elite für den Führer, um, known uh, as Before the Fall in uh, the places it was released in English-speaking countries. Uh, number nine, uh, Jeff failed to identify, but Helen managed to, was Into the Wild. I'm only giving two points for that. It's, uh, only. Only two points. Only. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, <laughs> number 10, Running on Empty with uh, River Phoenix. Uh, one point each for Helen and Jeff. Uh, number 11, Jeff attempted but failed to identify which Studio Ghibli film it was. The Japanese film, animated film, was When Marnie Was There. Uh, Helen gets two points for that. And number 12, the last one on the list. Again, fairly obscure uh, and fairly short to try and grab a screen grab if that's how Helen, uh, unless she went through the entire uh, catalogue of videos throughout the world and watched them all. I suspect that's not the case, but she does get three points for identifying the French film Au Revoir Les Enfants. So that brings Helen, as far as the points for identifying films, to 19, plus the five makes 24 points. Uh-huh. And Jeff uh, got seven points in the identifying, plus 10 points for uh, entering first. And actually participating, uh, which brings him to 17 points in that competition. So well done, Helen and Jeff, for um, being in it to win it. And <laughs> so um, at the risk of uh, if I'm not here when we return to the next segment, um, you'll know that Thomas has strangled me. So. Off to the next segment. Well done, everyone. Bye-bye. What's on the shelf? Battle Royale. We've got a lot of suggestions. Gotta get through them now. Or at least some of them. We've got to work that out. What's on the shelf? Battle Royale. So I'm the only one here right now. And uh, I'm just going to get right into it. Rolling up the randomizing random randomometer powered by random.org. And picking out eight, eight from the remaining ninety-seven. And I have them, and they are in ascending order: nine, ten, seventeen, forty-eight, sixty-seven, seventy, eighty-eight, and ninety-five. Uh, number nine, Todd suggests a fistful of. Dollars, which scores zero points. Uh, number ten, M suggests Shiloh, or Shiloh, or Shiloh. I, Shiloh. <laughs> there we go. Uh, also scores zero points. It's a little dog film. Uh, number seventeen. I think. Sorry. David suggests. Hi, David. Scanner cop, which also scores zero points. Uh, we scroll all the way down to number 48. Lee suggests Escape from Absalom, also known as No Escape. And if Colin were here, uh, he would give it a whole one point. I saw it at the cinema. I had my arm twisted. M- much like I'm having mine twisted now. 
Ow. Lovely. We move on to number 67. Uh, Lee suggests Moonray's Kingdom, which he's seen and is on the shelf. So scores two points. It's low-hanging fruit, Lee. Uh, Number 70. Jeff suggests The Great Escape, which... which the spreadsheet says that I've seen, yes, but you which have. that I can't remember a single thing about. I was probably very small. You were you were fairly small, yes. So I'm not sure if it really counts. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm tied up at the moment, so mm. I cannot stop you from doing what you're yeah. about to do. I'm just going to just gonna <laughs> switch that way for an asterisk. <laughs> Which isn't worth any points. You know, it was in a concentration camp. Um, yeah, German. I, I know what the Great Escape the, is about. In the, 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 the motorbike. I just can't remember having watched it. Steve McQueen. And, uh, Sounds like your problem. <laughs> uh, number eighty-eight. Uh, Helen suggests the Shawshank Redemption. Hi, Helen. Uh, which scores zero points. Uh, I have not seen it. He hasn't seen it. Uh, it's not no. on the shelf. And number 95, Jeff suggests Hi, Soup Jeff. Cop, uh, which also scores zero points. Yes, that, that was submitted today, in fact. Mm. Um, and no, I have not watched. Now, is that the one with the Jean-Claude Van Damme in it? That does sound like... I'm just not a Jean-Claude. fan of Jean-Claude. No? No. No. Uh, Supercop, also known as Police Story Free Supercop, is a 1992 Hong Kong action film starring Jackie Chan oh, it's and Jackie Michelle Yeoh. Oh. No. 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 Unless there's a Mitsubishi uh, Pajero Triton thingy in it. In which case, no, I haven't. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, there's a Mitsubishi vehicle in uh, Jackie Chan. Hong Kong films. So there we go. Sorry, I'm tied up at the moment. So there we so, go. So that was it. Yep. Okay, so there was uh, some surefire uh, scoring happening there. Um, I should point out, uh, now that I've removed my uh, um, um, gag, that there is still in the list a film that has been suggested by someone that is still on the shelf, unwrapped, unloved, and still under wraps, which is worth... Unwatched. Unwatched and unloved. And, yeah, sorry, I'm only just getting my my breath back to uh, my brain. So, yeah. So that's worth major points there. If and when it comes up. Well, it will. It will come up. In fact... It may well come up in this next segment. Shake the phone and pick a film and then we'll watch the film next week. Thomas, would you be so kind as to... Okay. Oh, no. So... <laughs> Which so one is we, it? We have some, some re-watching to do. We do? Um, this is... It's certainly a film. It's from... Uh, our favourite genre, uh, young adult fiction, 
specifically young adult dystopian fiction. Ah. It's okay. the third film of three films and. Did, did the TV series happen? I don't think so. So it's left a whole bunch of viewers who don't read anything yeah. that's not written in crayon, i.e. myself. Um, this is... Not read the books. The Divergent series, colon, Allegiant. That is what we're watching. We're watching Allegiant from the Divergent series. Number three of three, <laughs> even though it's not the last one. A series that, to date, I have not particularly enjoyed, but it's on the shelf. I so, uh, can only vaguely remember the first two. I, I couldn't. I couldn't get through the books. Right. And and the the films weren't weren't much. I didn't mind the first better. one. I can't remember the second one. I can't remember the second one either. No. But we'll be watching that before next week, won't we? We will. It's going to take Thomas a while to update the uh the leaderboard i think it's been impacted quite severely it has i think lee will probably still be ahead barely i think he will um but uh it's a real cliffhanger as we we get closer to the end of the podcast uh-huh. um uh, yeah the the game has changed much like uh, any reality TV show that people seem to think that they know what's going on and then suddenly a curveball comes from left field and knocks them in the head. Yep. And that's what's happened. It's knocked Thomas in the head. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Oh, look, wasn't it fun? This, this was <laughs> such a... Bad episode for me specifically. <laughs> we had we had a, a dry, boring film with great bits, with good bits, some great bits, some terrible, terrible, arbitrarily gained points. No, they weren't. They were definitely arbitrarily earned. Okay. The only thing that was not mentioned specifically in the original rules that were posted for everyone to read was the bonus points for entering. Okay. However, people were still going to get bonus points for uh, getting them all. And that didn't happen, but someone got very, very close. So we had a bunch (laughs) of arbitrary points for... No, no real reason. No, to no. be honest, I did say that some were worth more than others, and that was indeed the case. And then we had a a, a pretty good what's on the shelf segment. We did. I, I I enjoyed it. Yes, yes, and the rope burns are still hurting. Mm. And so I think you, we've I got, got my f- comeuppance there, so I should be forgiven. And we've got a film I'm super not looking forward to. Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll still be better than Popeye. Yeah, it probably will be better than Popeye. Yeah, look. <laughs> there's not much that's been worse than Popeye, but there's, they're out there. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we're not watching Popeye next week. We are watching... Thank goodness. Allegiance. Um, Allegiant. Allegiant. Um, as Thomas pledges his allegiance once more to me... 
the owner of the podcast and uh-huh. the, and we hope that you can join us next week and i don't think we'll throw any curve well look who knows what the randomizing random randomometer may throw at us next week but uh i think curveballs are are less likely and certainly not at the scale of this week's. Next week's film is two and three quarters hours long. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wow. What is it with all these long films? I don't know. You keep buying them. You tell me. <laughs> Actually, that's my purchasing criteria. I like to get my money's worth. So I pick all the long films. So... We, we have... Next week, we'll be watching Death in Borgnor. We have, including next week, at least three films over two, two hours, hours and long. 40 minutes. Yep. And I nearly named one of them. Um, <laughs> but I won't. Um, so, we were wrapping up. Yeah. And we'll wrap up again. Thomas, thanks for being such a good sport and and letting making sure that you didn't tie the ropes too tightly. So that I could escape and uh-huh. undo the gag, and um, I hope that you'll join us next week. And uh, bye for now. Bye. You have been listening to Still Under Wraps. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. Still Under Wraps is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. Movies are selected at random through My Movies, an excellent piece of movie collection software. You can find links to that, as well as our quote-unquote blog and our Facebook group, in the show notes. Still Under Wraps is a High Hello production. many levels of bad into into one half hour to three quarters of an hour. Uh, oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. As punishment, you must edit this oh, podcast. Oh, and it's long. My goodness, it's going to be long. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Turn to side B. Insert um, Latin mongrel here. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to help you. (laughs) Okay, Google, how do you say mongrel in Latin? I don't speak that language yet. (laughs) It's a dead language. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. And so... 
I don't speak that language yet. <laughs> um, yes, okay. I'm stopping. Mm-hmm.